What up, y'all? It's your man, Ernest, or you love Ernest, back again with another episode of the Ernest Thoughts Podcast. It's a marathon in my city, y'all. I'm sorry. <laughs> I had to say that recording this on Marathon Monday going to be uploaded on the same day as, well, I know usually recordings on the weekends and stuff, but I figured since I didn't have work today, um, I can get some extra sleep. But also, I can record and then upload and then go throughout the rest of my day. Uh, So yeah, two topics this episode, not much. uh, Well, I will have stuff to say, obviously, but you know, not the usual uh, three topics. But you know, you'll get another great episode. So this first topic here, um, as you can see from the... It's the same as the title of this episode. Um, It's your early grave, not mine. Uh, Pretty much what I mean by that, this is not a threat to anyone, but for anyone that's going to assume it's a threat or anything else of that nature. No, I'm not. This is not a threat. I I guess I got to put that disclaimer. You know, black man saying stuff like that scares the hell out of people. Nah, it's not a threat to anybody. It's a... Warning and not a warning of malice, but a warning of you are killing yourself. I'm not killing you, you're killing yourself. You're doing more harm to yourself, your body, to yourself in general, than you probably realize or that you're willing to admit um, by. Pretty much sweating the small stuff. And that's pretty much what it means. You know, when I say it's your early grave, not mine. It's pretty much stop sweating the small stuff. Or you are sweating the small stuff. Now, the reason why I put it in the terms, in the ways that I did it, is because it's me. (laughs) You know, I always got to find my own way of saying things that already exist if I don't want to say the same cliches. (laughs) You know, but it pretty much means the same thing. You are sweating the small stuff. Don't sweat the small stuff. Or, you know, because you're sweating the small stuff, you are doing, you're harming yourself. But I'm not going to sweat the small stuff. So I'm not going to worry about it. Whatever this small thing that you are making a big deal about, right? I am not going to make it a big deal. I am not going to cause any type of stress on me, causing myself to get ill, causing myself to uh, to further damage my health because it is one big, small thing that you made a big deal. Everybody knows that stress, or everyone should know. Let me put it that way. Everyone should know. That stress is literally the number one killer and the cause of a lot of things. The killer of humans, but just the number one cause of a lot of health issues as well. Right? Now, people can put things on as, well, it's, it's if someone gets diabetes, it's because they had a poor diet or genetics or whatever the case. If someone gets cancer, that's just da-da-da-da-da. And yeah, there are signs scientific but stress is something that 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 science also is uh, attributed to uh, saying that 
you can get cancer, you can get all these illnesses, diseases, you can harm your body, you can do harm to your health by simply stressing, right? And a lot of people stress, you know, the, the, it stresses is a part of life and it's going to happen. I'm not saying, I'm not going to sit here and just say, don't worry, be happy. Like, no, this is not that type of, I'm not going to tell you that. Although you should be happy, you know, I'm not going to say things is as easy as just sitting around and, and, and listening to a song, <laughs> repeating the words and all that. No, um, but there are things that we as human beings do, and I've been guilty of this as well, and I, and I still fall victim of this at times before I catch myself and I'm like, at that's something small, do not stress it, and then I have to recenter myself, right, or at least put myself in a position to where I am not stressing that situation, so I am not doing damage to my health, I'm not stressing out, people can say, well, you, I, I feel like the people are going to have this mentality of, well, you're making a big deal out of people stressing small things, right, right, now, again, it, these things happen. <clears throat> it's a part of human nature. But they compound. The small things compound up, up, up. It's not just this one. When you, when you, when you find out that somebody ends up having some types of some type of complications with their health, it wasn't that they just one day they 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 had a panic attack or. Panic attacks are even build up of something. Panic panic attacks don't just happen. They're not just, you know, th these things aren't just randomly like you just wake up one day and God decided that today was the day you will have a panic attack. Today was the day you will just stress out. Things happen, right? Or today is the day that you end up having health issues. These things are compounded. Over a period of time of things that you did. If you constantly are stressing the small stuff. If you're constantly worrying about things that you can control. But instead of thinking of how I can control this in a way that is not stressing me out. You think of all the bad possibilities. Or it could be something that is totally not in your control at all. But yet you are making it. <clears throat> you're so much. You're such a control freak. That even the things that you know, because a number of people that I've seen do this, whether it be co-workers or just people I know, and again, speaking from experience myself, when we do this, there are a number of times where we realize there's this thing that we, we have no control over, and yet we cannot accept the fact that we have no control over this thing. We don't have to like it in anything, but we can't seem to accept the fact that this is out of our control, and we stress ourselves out by trying to, again, control this thing that is totally out of our control. And that causes issues. Yet people don't, hopefully y'all can still hear me. I'm, I'm like, I bought, <laughs> I bought, just to go a bit of off topic, I bought a pair or three pairs of, can you even call them a pair, I guess? I thought... I thought I bought three 
three pairs of sunglasses this weekend, right? And they have like the labels on some of the lenses and stuff. So I'm like taking off some of the the, the labels. Um, but yeah, the I had to get them um, because they looked good on me. <laughs> Anyways, back to the topic at hand. You know, when you, as I was saying before, when, when you the stress about little things and then you wonder why your health is, is deteriorating or you're having issues such as, you know, getting sleep or you're having migraines or muscle aches or wear and tears and stuff and, uh, you know, just, just all this other health, these other health issues. I know a lot of people do not as, uh, attribute stress in general to, um, you know, just physical pain, right? O- the only stress they attribute to physical pain is actual physical stress, like, as in if you're going to the gym, as I am after I record these episodes, right? Um, if you're going to the gym and you are, you know, you're lifting weights and lifting heavy weights and this, that, and a third and all that stuff... Even if, like, especially if you haven't gone in a while and you start back up and you start getting these muscle uh, aches and things of that nature, right? Um, or even if you are going uh, consistently, um, but you're, you're, you're uh, you know, you're increasing the weight of whatever weight that you're, you're, you're lifting, right? Um, and then you find that after the workout or the day after the morning after you wake up and you're like, man, I'm really feeling that workout. That's obviously physical stress due to the amount of pressure you're putting on your, 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 your joints and your muscles. Right. Um, but that's not the only way that we can have physical stress. In fact, that physical stress with proper rest, with proper treatment, goes away, you know, in, in due time. And in a matter of, if not hours, a day or so, right? Again, with proper, you know, management of that stress. But physical stress can manifest in ways where you're not doing much of physical work as well. You are, the the stress that you are you know, that, that, that you're taking in and you're, you're completely just, just immersed in whether it be mental or not, even if it's just mental stress or whatever about a situation can cause physical ailments as well. And I just want people to know that, um, I feel like I've had people come on when I was doing interviews and things of that nature, which, you know, for those who are wondering, I would like to bring back the interviews. You know, I have, I still have on one of my laptops, I still have pretty much every interview I've ever done. Um, I still have the audio file saved. I just have to upload them because um, I will probably re-upload them on here. Um, you know, do that um, someday or sometime <laughs> when I have it, have the time and all of that stuff. Uh, but I would like to bring back interviews in, in general. Uh, it's just I got to have the time and all that stuff, right? It, it, a lot of it is time consuming. A lot, it, it, And it's time consuming on my end and the other pers- people's end as well. I found that 
a lot of the people that wanted to reach out, we would agree on a time and then something would change. Or they would only want to record on certain days and times and I couldn't do that. You know, simple as that. Um, had I been, and especially if it was a time where, you know, I had to work or a day I had to work. And it's like, do I go in and make this money or do I go in and interview this person for, you know, 30 minutes to an hour and miss an entire day of pay simply for this short interview that I'm not going to get paid much for anyways. You know, I'm, I can run ads on the interview and stuff. That's great. But it doesn't pay as much as actually going to work. You know, I I chose the work option, you know, <laughs> so until things get better financially and stuff to where I can spend days and hours and stuff doing more interviews and stuff. Um, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm going to choose the one that, that makes more sense to me. Makes more dollars and cents. But nah. So there was that. That's the second tangent. I'll try to keep the tangents down to two. <laughs> two per topic. All right? One, zero preferably. But let's try to keep it to two. Right? Anyways. Um, two at most. So anyways, back to the topic at hand again. You stressing about little things that you either can do something about, but instead of thinking of how you can do something to change this situation, you want to think about why it's so, it's woe is me, why am I in this situation, why is this happening to me, oh, it's just a, yet another thing I have to do, and blah, 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 instead of thinking of, okay, I can handle this situation this way, that way, and this situation will no longer be a problem to me anymore, or at least it won't be a problem to me at this very moment in time until I, 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 unless I run across this problem again. But since I solved it, I know how to handle it. Since I solved it again, you know, the previous time it happened, I'll just do it again and do it again. That's life. But instead of some people having that mentality, they would rather complain about the issue and the issue doesn't go anywhere. So then they still continue to stress about it. The issue doesn't go anywhere. So it just compounds and it builds up. And that's stress that they are causing themselves. And that's why I'm like, listen, at this point in time, you should know that there are two ways of handling situations. Uh, one, you do something about it. Or two, you don't do anything about it. Now again, I know every situation is different. Some situations are going to take longer to handle than others, obviously. Some situations, as I mentioned before, are not in the control of the individual who might be most affected by it or feel like they are most affected by this issue. When it comes to this situation like that, as I've stated before, you can only control what you can. And you have to be content. At the very least, be content with the idea. I'm not saying you have to be happy with the situation. Again, I'm not going to be the cornball to tell you to, to tell you to don't worry, be happy, but at least be content with the idea. Now, if you want to be happy, that's cool. I ain't going to stop you. But 
you have to be at least content with the idea that I did the best I, I, I did everything that I could for this situation. And whatever happens, happens, or I know I did my part. And I'm okay with that. I'm content with that. I'm happy with that. I'm, however it is, like I said, at the very least, it should be content. It should be contentment or anything along that lines or even something higher than that. It shouldn't be anything lower than that. It shouldn't be, I did everything that I could and I'm disappointed at, at that. I did everything that I could possibly do and I hate myself. It shouldn't be anything of that nature. No low vibrational stuff when you are in a situation to where you have very little or zero control of of controlling a certain outcome to something, but there are things that you can do on your end to do something about it. And you did that, which is great. Like I said, at the very least, your emotion should be contentment. You should be content with that alone. If you want to feel anything higher, let it be a natural feel, of course. But that that's great. But at the very least, it should be contentment. It shouldn't be hatred. It shouldn't be self-loathing, which is hatred or whatever. It shouldn't be ju harsh judgment of yourself. And it shouldn't be anything lower than contentment. Because again, by doing so, you're causing your early grave. And when I talk about early graves, I'm talking about anybody who is below the age of 90 years old. So... Even though I'm not saying that the older you get, the more you could, the more susceptible, I guess, uh, or the, the, the more, what's the word? If it's not sub, sub, I was just doing my science homework too, hating it. But anyway, it's only two more weeks of this class. I told you, sorry. I, t I said I was going to do two tangents. That was three. I'm sorry. See, I fuck up. I move on from it too. So I ain't going to stress that, but, um, yeah, I'm not saying that, you know, the elderly should be the only people stressing. No, no, nobody should be one. If we really being real, no one should be stressing, but it's a part of life. So I get it, but it's stressing small things, right? This is what we're talking about. This is not, again, not me telling people, don't worry, be happy. This is not me telling people that stress is, is, you know, it's not real, it's not, no, as I've mentioned before, probably like 10 minutes ago or so, or whatever, right, that it's a part of life, so I understand it, right, I understand why stress happens, you know, I understand the feeling, I understand all of that, uh, what I am saying is that If you want to stress the small stuff, I hope that you at least understand that that's not good for your health. And if you intend on living long, right? If you intend on living in general, right? I don't, I don't, I don't, if you want to live long, if you have a timeline for how long you want to live or whatever, that's up to you. Don't even tell me, don't talk to me about none of that. If you intend on living, period, right? Doing that, stressing the small stuff, it's not going to help you live longer. 
It's not going to help you live in general. So it's again, it's your it, this is a situation where it's your choice on how you want to hand, how you handle this situation at the end of the day. You can choose to have the mentality of this is something small. And although it's an annoyance, if I can do something about it, let me figure out how I can do something, what I can do about this thing, right? And then do that thing. And then the problem no longer is there. And if it comes again, just do the same thing that you did the last time to keep the problem from happening. Or to, 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 to absolve the problem for the moment. This thing's going to happen, right? You know, you, you, you might be driving. And I'm not saying this is a, this is a small thing, but hear the example out, right? Not a tangent. <laughs> you might be driving. One of your wheels, I guess, tire pop, right? You have a spare tire in the back of your car, right? You know how to change a tire. So simply just make sure you're safe. You're parked somewhere safe on the side of the road, all that stuff. Change the tire. Again, not saying that it is not a that's a small thing, but what I'm saying is it's in situation that is liable to happen over and over again. You might you might get lucky. You might be someone that's never had that situation happen to you, right? You might be someone who is, you know, kind of like me, right? Where I feel like I over I guess one can say over prepare. But I kind of make sure I'll over-prepare for things, right? I end up getting things that I probably never end up using, right? If I was in that situation, right, you might be someone, right, that has a spare tire in the back of your car, right? But you've never had a tire pop on you, ever. But it's better to, to you, it's better to have that spare tire just in case something happens like that than to not have said spare tire, and then it does happen, by the off chance it does happen, according to your luck and all that, <laughs> by the chance it does happen, and you're just sitting on the side of the road waiting for help, right? So doing things like that can minimize stress, because if it happens, and I'm not saying you have to be happy at the moment, like, oh, boy, I finally get to use that spare tire. No, because that means now you got to buy an extra spare tire because <laughs> so, yeah, the one that you had is now being used. It's no longer a spare. But, you know, there is something you could do for, at, at, that, at that moment in time. You could go on the side of the road and soak and cry about it with the spare tire in the back the entire time just waiting to be used. You could do nothing about it. You could just sit there and, I don't know, think that someone is going to or hope someone's going to stop and say, hey, I see that you're parked at the side of the road. You need help with this? The entire time you sat there, you could have done it yourself. Now, I get it if you don't know how to, uh, 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 you know, fits a spare tire and all that stuff. I get it. The waiting option or at least calling for help. That's something to do, right? And calling AAA or whoever, you know, calling someone that you know that can help you with that situation. Um, 
I get why the wait after you've done so your part, again, your part being reaching out to somebody, whether it be a AAA or somebody in general, but you did your part. So at that moment in time, you did your part. There's nothing else you can do because you don't know how to fix a spare tire. So all you can do is wait for the next move. The next move being someone comes and they help fix said, uh, you know, the tire, right? But if you are someone that knows what to do and you end up in a situation like that or just any situation, think about any situation in general, right? You know what to do. You end up in a situation that is unfavorable. You know how to get out of that situation. It is not wise of you to just sit there and sulk and cry about getting into that situation. When you know what to do, you know how to get out of that. So do it. Do the very thing to, that will get you out of said situation. And just because it's a situation that might happen again, like a tire pop, it's life, it's it's cars, it's science, it's these dusty ass roads out here. Like <laughs> it's it's all of that. It, it it will happen. But you know what to do about it. So instead of sweating. And I know I, I said sweat, sweating the small stuff. That's a big deal. You know, popping the tire and all that. I'm not saying that's small. But whether the, the issue is as small as a broken nail, a chipped nail, let me put it that way, because broken nails can be, you know, severe, depending on how, how they break and all that. But a chipped nail or a popped tire, right? Now, some people are going to be like a chipped nail is, is a big deal to them. I mean, subjectivity, but in the grand scheme of things, no, it's not. But anyways, um, whether it's a chipped nail or a pop tire, whether it's a big deal or not, you have a choice on how you are going to emotionally handle said situation or go about said situation. You can cry about the chipped nail. And know, okay, I can probably trim, if you know how to, you know, trim your nails and all, I can trim it in a way to where it's not super chipped, right? It's not looking ragged. It's not looking jagged, right? I can trim it that way, right? You know, I could do that. Or I can, you know, put on some nail growth aid uh, polish, right, that they have, right? Put that on the nail, right? I can do that, um, you know? Or, I, you know, something like that, right? You can cry about it. You can do something about it. If you don't know how to, you know, do all the trimming and all that stuff, but there are nail techs around or you know someone who does nails, you can contact them. Again, that is you doing your part. That's you doing all that you can do. Someone could be like, oh, just calling someone or just going somewhere to get service. That's not a big deal. That's taking action, though. It may not be a big deal to you, but that's taking action. Just as I was saying, someone just calling AAA, that's taking action. That's not sitting on the side of the road and doing nothing and hoping somebody would come or hoping that somebody that you know is just going to ride by and be like, hey, I know that car. Hey, I know that person in that car. They look like they're in trouble. What are the chances of that happening? 
slim to none. So call that person, call AAA, call whoever and say, hey, this happened. I need some assistance. That might not be a big deal to you, but that's still taking action, especially when there's nothing else that you can do at the moment. And again, and again, same for the chip nail. If you if that's a big issue to you, if that's an issue to have one chipped nail compared to the other four nails on your fingers, right? Just go to the nail tech or call somebody that you know, if you don't know how to handle such said situation, go and call somebody that does. That's taking action. And that's a hell of a lot better than just sitting around crying and making and stressing yourself. Again, it's your early grade. If you decide to do that, you just have to understand that you're causing stress on your body and the various health issues that comes from stress, which pretty much is all of them. When you think about it, you can look this stuff up. But when you do that, you have to think about your health. And just because you don't feel it in the immediate moment. Or you don't think those 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 chest pains you're getting. You don't think those migraines you're getting. You don't think those muscle spasms you're getting, whether they be in your oh I I but I went I didn't go to the gym, so why am I having these aches and pains and you're stressing yourself. Stress is tearing your body down literally. And this is what you're doing. By sweating the small stuff. Causing your early grade. So again, this is just stuff. uh, This is not meant to stress you out in a way. But it is meant to get anybody who's willing to listen. To think about how they move. How they respond. Let me put it that way. To stressful situations. I know the focus on this was primarily about small situations, um, but I'm talking about just situations in general. You can apply this to any situation in general, you know? So there's that. We'll get into a commercial break. I'm going to need y'all to calm down, take a breather, (laughs) and then we'll continue on with the episode. Stay tuned. Right, so final topic here. We're talking about looks. Now, I think that I've covered this topic in the past. <laughs> you know, I've been doing this podcast for six years now, so I'm not going to remember every single topic that I've talked about since the beginning of this podcast. Um, but I feel like this is a familiar one, at least. It, it, I know it's a familiar one for 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 just me in general to talk about with others or to, you know, talk about in general. But, um, I, like I said, I think I've talked about this on, on here before. It's just, I don't remember much of what I said. And, um, well, for those who've been listening to me for some time now, you know, I like to revisit topics, um, whether it be intentionally or unintentionally, um, not every topic, but I like to revisit topics in general um, because 
my mind does change about things or just to just to see if I still feel the same way that I do uh, when I uh, that I did when I first talked about it. Right. Um, that with this situation here, I don't feel like my feelings. I know my feelings in general about this topic have changed over the years, but I feel like the last time I talked about this, my feelings were what I'm are pretty much the same now. But I'm hoping that my explanation now is 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 better formulated um, than it was the last time I talked about it, wherever I did it. <laughs> So, it's a pretty basic question. Um, do looks matter? Are looks important? Um, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. That's the question. It's a pretty basic question, like I said, but it's not necessarily to some people. It's not a basic answer. Or to some people it is. It's a basic yes or no, right? I feel like, this is, and again, I, this doesn't apply to everybody. So, if it doesn't apply to you, let it fly. But I feel like there are people who say looks do not matter, knowing damn well looks do, does matter, right? And when I talk about looks, I'm talking about specifically, because let's make it clear, when it comes to getting a partner, right? Um, a partner that you possibly want to have something romantic with, a, a relationship with, right? Um, we're not talking about a business partner. We're not talking about a partner in the sense of a friendship or whatever. We're talking about specifically, even though I'm pretty sure people do take on looks when it comes to, I, I guess, a business partner or a, or a friendship thing. Me, that's when looks don't matter. You know, it's like as long as you cool. If we're going to be business partners, I need to know that you're actually about business and that you're actually someone worth working with, you know? I don't care how you look. I want to know if you know how to do the damn thing that we are partnering up to do. And friendships, it's more so as long as you're a good person, you know, you don't have qualities or you're not the type of individual that I would dislike, don't really care about your looks. But as far as a relationship goes, a romantic relationship, they absolutely do matter. They absolutely do matter to me. I was one of those individuals in the past that said it didn't matter, right? Now, it was for two reasons. And I feel like th these two reasons are the two reasons why some, not all, but some people say that looks do not matter. Number one. You yourself are insecure about your looks. You don't think you're the most attractive person. So because you don't think you're the most attractive person, you do not feel like you have the say to decide whether somebody is attractive or not. So you pretty much take what you can get or you just say looks do not matter to me because you... Again, you don't you don't feel like you're attractive, right? I'm not gonna say which way or form. I don't know what you look like, but you don't feel like you're attractive. Also, my thoughts about your looks should not matter. But you don't feel like you're attractive, and therefore you do not want to 
have a standard or at least vocalize it because everybody knows what looks attractive to them or not. I, I, I highly doubt that people, I think people who say that they, they don't have a, you know, standard, it may not, when I say standard, people know what objectively is a, attractive to them. That's what I mean. It doesn't have to follow the Eurocentric standard or the Afrocentric standard or any other type of standard, right? Asian standards, right? Uh, it doesn't have to fit any type of societal standard if it doesn't, but just because it doesn't fit Eurocentric or Afrocentric or whatever, does not mean that you do not, again, objectively don't see what a person look, don't see what a person looks like and says, this person is a good looking person, or I don't think this person is, uh, aesthetically pleasing or they're not, eh. Or there's, you know, somewhere in between. There are eh or, a, a, you know, a yes or a no or eh or whatever comes to mind, right? We all do that. Whether you have, again, a Eurocentric, Afrocentric, whatever centric standard or not, we all at least know objectively what looks good to us, just like with food. We know what tastes good to us, right? It doesn't have to be... It's all Italian food. It's all Caribbean food. It's all Chinese food. It's all whatever, right? It's, you know what tastes good to you. There are certain fruits and vegetables that you like. You or you may or may not like. Now, if you don't like any of them, that's a problem. But there are certain fruits and vegetables you may, you may, you may like mangoes, but you don't like kiwi, you know, because you know what tastes good to you or what doesn't taste good to you. If you were to say, I don't really have a preference, and then someone were to give you kiwi, and then you're good, are you going to sit there and eat it and act like as if though you don't really have a preference? Or are you going to be brave and vocalize that you don't like kiwi and understand that there's nothing wrong with you for not liking kiwi or saying that you don't like kiwi? Now, again, just to reiterate, there are two reasons as to why I feel as though people say they don't have a preference or looks don't matter. Let me put it that way. That looks don't matter. Number one, they don't, themselves don't feel attractive. So they feel, how dare I, as an unattractive person, have a specific idea of what attractive is when I don't feel that way about myself. That's number one. Number two, it's pretty much they don't want to seem like a bad person, right? They don't, it's, it's this idea of if I say I have a, if I say looks, if I reveal that looks actually do matter to me, right? Whether it's a big deal to you or not, if I say that, then people are going to think I'm a mean person, that I'm shallow, this, that, and third. It's all about what others think about them. Both of them essentially are rooted in, um just insecurity and low vibrational thoughts and feelings to be honest with you right whether it's somebody who doesn't feel like they are attractive and therefore they feel that they should not go around judging in quotation marks people based on their looks because they don't feel like they're worthy enough to even do that based on how they judge themselves um, physically right or it's, I don't want to seem shallow, so I'm going to say that it doesn't matter when in actuality, they objectively, 
even though it might not uh, it might not fit a certain culture's standard of what beauty is, right? They objectively know when they see a person if they believe that person is good looking or not. They're still gonna say no. They're not. They don't judge people based on that because they don't want to seem again shallow. They don't want other people to look at them and think this individual only values this, that, and the third. Now, I ain't of any of that, right? I'm willing to say looks do matter, right? And like I said, I've changed my mind from the past, like the way past, even like in my 20s and even before when I said it didn't matter because... I got out of the mindset that number one and number two, I was the individual that was like, I'm not attractive enough to even make that call. <laughs> you know, I'm not qualified. So therefore, I'm not going to say that looks matter because I'm not qualified because of how I feel about my own personal looks. And then I was, and again, I was in both. I, it's not one or the other. People can be in both. People can be in one of them, right? And I was the, like me, I was in both. So with that being said, I was the individual that was not only did not feel like I was attractive, therefore I was, I, I wasn't qualified to, <laughs> to say what was attractive or not. And therefore I had to take what I get, got, because how dare I say something about it, right? Uh, someone's looks or whatever, or I was the, I don't want to seem shallow. I don't, I, I don't want people to think I'm shallow. I don't want people to think this, that, and the third. The thing is, shallowness comes. It's a real thing for sure. But shallowness comes when you determine a person's value based on their looks. But that's not the question here. The question is, do looks matter? It's not, do looks determine a person's true value? That, to me... Once I grew out of both those mentalities, that response has never changed. A person's looks does not determine their true value. It's evident in the sense that you might end up meeting somebody who to you, again, your objective standard may not be the most attractive individual in the world, but they are on the outside at least but on the inside they are a really great person and then on the flip side as we could see even with celebrities just with others in general you have people on the outside that objectively to you and just others as well are very attractive people but they're very horrible people as well so again the problem comes not when someone says I find this person attractive or just I find attractiveness in people in general right oh I, I, I find attractiveness in looks I care about looks that's not the issue the issue becomes when you start to value or devalue someone because you feel as though their looks determine a certain treatment whether it's a treatment of value how you view them, how you treat them. 
or the opposite of that because you don't feel like they deserve that because you don't think you don't personally think that they're an attractive person that's where the problem is and that's where the focus of the arguments of do looks matter this that and the third should come from now i already know i'm going to get people every time i talk about this because again this ain't my first time talking about this you know in general not just on the podcast but just in general um there are going to be people who say well you know it's all about the inside i truly care about the inside so no one can ever be ugly to me if if you know they're a great person on the inside that's great for you bro and sis or whatever pronoun you want to go by that's good for you that's good for you and i'm glad that you can say and articulate that and apply that to you that's not that's not the case for everybody else but i'm glad that you found something that works for you continue doing that as long as it continues to work for you if there comes a point in time where you're like you know what eh yes i do still care about how the person is on the inside personality and just all of that but i would like somebody who is physically attractive do not beat yourself up for that. Do not do not listen to anybody that try to make it seem as though you're wrong for wanting to find someone who has the total package in your eyes. Someone who looks good on the outside and is just as good on the inside or even more good on the inside as well, right? Again, don't go around valuing or devaluing people based on their looks, but also don't downplay how you truly feel because other people are going to try to make you feel as though that you're wrong for doing something for their own insecurities. That's another thing that I've ran into in my uh, dating life, right? Even I even run into these situations now, right? But ever since I started dating and, you know, at 15, 16 years old or so, I've been running into these issues, not all the time, but it's it's enough times for me to even know that this is an issue where I am, you know, I meet a woman who is not really attractive to me. And again, my younger self was of the idea that I did not feel as though that I was attractive, physically attractive, right? And also on the inside, I didn't really like myself neither, right? So I didn't think I was just an attractive person inside, outside in general. So therefore, if there was a woman to give me any type of attention, no, no, even even if I was like, I really don't really think this woman looks good. I still entertain that. I still ended up getting, you know, whatever, whatever happened between us still ended up happening because I was of this mindset of I should just be grateful. <laughs> that someone is coming up to me and, and wants something with me, right? Especially if it was a relationship, right? I should just take whatever I can get. Yeah, no. Like, like people, we got to, no matter like how, and if, if there's going to be people, that, again, that make you feel as though you're wrong for doing that, hell. Even the people that you turn, that, that you turn down, because as soon as I started turning down folks, Oh, they would all, it was, it was, you ugly anyway. You this, you that, you should be, 
they will say that and all you got to do is hit them with the but you wanted me or that's how you feel right ultimately they'll have nothing to say and if they got something to say so the fuck what they still some ugly asses <laughs> so it's like yeah like who who are they to say something you know like i said i still deal with this this situation recently it was a couple months ago someone came to me and you know again they wanted something i was like eh nah i'm good thanks Oh, you ugly anyways, but you came to me. You came to me. You know? So, don't be that. And it's not even just men who do that. You know, women will try to make it seem like it's just men. Women do that shit too. Now, men probably do it more often because we're the ones who are the uh, suitors or whatever the case is, whatever the title, right? The wooers. <laughs> you know, the the pressure appliers. <laughs> whatever term you want to use um but women do that too you know i'm gonna talk about it on this podcast pretty i don't know if it's gonna be pretty soon or whatever but i've been meaning to talk about how very similar men and women are when it comes to actions and just write down the reason why i haven't talked about yet because i really want to write down and take note on the similarities men and women have that women do not want uh, you know, women don't want to confess to, own up to, and also the things that we have, we as men have in common with women that we don't want to necessarily own up to as well. That will be in the future, okay? But as far as this topic here, yeah, like, I mean, it happens on both sides. Um, you know, both men and women do that, where they will try to downgrade or degrade somebody or make someone feel less than just to accept them. And again, I had to grow out of that mentality because then I had to look at them and be like, and I would say this to some of them too, like, why do you feel the need now all of a sudden to try to make me feel less than in order to accept you? What does that say about you? Look how you looking right now. All because... I, one individual that's supposedly so ugly, if I, if, if you felt that way, if you truly felt that way about me, if you truly didn't want me, then go find a nigga that's attractive to you. That's number one. Go find somebody that will accept you. It's really that simple. I'm just one man. I say that all the time and I'm going to say that to the death of me. I'm just one man out of the billions of men out there it's billions of us right i know there's less men than women but there's still billions of us right anyways the millions upon billions possibly out there of men i'm just one clearly there's something about me that makes you that, that that's giving you that's making you react the way that you're reacting because i don't want you or i don't want what you want us to have you know so once you get out of that none of that uh, ish phases you and you stop feeling bad for feeling the way that you feel you're not a bad person 
like I said, you do wrong when you value a person's looks or you value a person who they are in general based on their look. That's what's wrong. And not once have I said to these people, once they show they ass, it was like, oh, you ugly on the outside and inside. Oh, okay. But not once have I ever said, oh, I don't think you're attractive enough to be with you. Therefore, we can't have a friendship. Therefore, we can't connect on anything. We can't be cordial, none of that. No. Never said any of that. I will never have that mentality. It's if you show your ass and show how you truly feel. Because as whoever said the quote, people's true feelings come out when they're angry, when they're drunk or angry or both. Right? I think there's more to the quote, but those are two um, aspects of it when people uh, reveal how they truly feel about you. You just revealed to me how you truly feel. Like, no, who you truly are, right? You know? And, yeah, I don't like that. I don't like someone who cannot take rejection. I don't like someone who's going to respond immaturely to news that they did not want to hear. That's the risk you take when you approach someone. That's the risk you take when you, um, when you're out here dating. The person that you are wooing, that you want, may not want you in that manner. May not want you at all. There's billions of other men and women out there, or people in general, if you're someone who doesn't, you know, you don't care about gender and all that. But there are billions of other people out there, because we're all people, no matter our pronouns. There are billions of other people out there approximately 8 billion other people out there fluctuating but it's still approximately about 8 billion people out there who will probably accept you possibly not all 8 bill probably not even a million probably not even 100 that's got zero to do with your looks it's just that's life and that's the same for me as well. I'm not sitting here and acting like I'm the most attractive dude and everybody want me. No. What I'm saying is, I'm no longer, and this is not a recent revelation, but I'm just saying in general, because I used to do this, like I said. But I'm no longer just accepting a each and everybody because I, because someone was like, oh, I don't think you're attractive enough to to have set standards or if that somebody was me whether that somebody was somebody else or somebody that somebody was me telling me oh i don't think you're attractive enough to even have a standard so therefore you gotta accept each and everybody no i don't feel that way about myself anymore and if someone were to say that to about me they don't fucking control me so therefore i'm not gonna do what they say because they don't feel like i am attractive enough to even have a set stand, uh, set standard so the fuck what they, they can't choose who i they're not gonna choose for me who am i gonna get in a relationship with right they can't do that so once you realize all of that and you get out of the insecure mindset and you get out of the mindset that you're a wrong person because someone else may have gotten their feelings hurt because you did not tell them the answer that they were hoping for 
it either goes this way you give them what they want and not give yourself what you want or you give yourself what you want and possibly don't give them what they want but at the end of the day they'll live and you will live but you will live you have to live with the with with the notion that you gave in to somebody else's wants and you did not get what you wanted and trust me you're in a relationship with somebody and you don't want to be with them and yet you gave them you gave them what they wanted from you it is not gonna go well you can lie to yourself like i was doing you can try to talk yourself into settling and 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 staying with them as i was doing it is not gonna work it's not going to work. You're going to wake up every day and look at this person and either say, I don't like what I'm looking at, or you're going to wake up every day and hate yourself because you hated yourself for settling, right? You, 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 you're not going to be happy either way. So you might as well find someone who you find attractive to your objective standard and someone who's a great person on the inside as well because again you can get with somebody and wake up every day and be like man she he they are very attractive but they're really a shitty person and you still not gonna be happy because i've been on that side as well been on the side where i'm waking up and i'm seeing a person and they're not attractive or i'm waking up and i'm seeing a person they're very attractive but they're a shitty person they make me feel shitty they know that how to toy and play with my insecurities but they're super attractive and i would never find another woman they find it here so i've got it no or I'm gonna stay with you, even though I don't find you attractive because I don't want to seem like a bad guy. Uh, well, I should not be talking because I don't think I'm attractive myself. No. Nah. Like, that's not the move, people. That is not the move at all. There is nothing, absolutely positively, nothing wrong with saying, hey, listen, I think this person's attractive. Whether, again, if it fits a certain societal standard or your own personal objective, just I feel like they're attractive, I, whatever, right? Whatever the case is, you're not a bad person for doing that. You're a bad person for valuing their uh, entire existence based on whether you believe they're attractive or not. Like I said... Look at a very, just just name, you don't have to tell me, but think of a very attractive or just on the outside at least. Think of, you could do this exercise. Think of an, a very attractive actor, actress, singer, rapper, celebrity, right? Athlete, whoever, a, a well-known person that you think is aesthetically pleasing to look at. Then look at their history, right? Now, I don't feel this way about, what's that person's name? Ezra? Ezra Miller? Ezra Sims? For some reason, a last name Sims is, or Miller. I think it's Ezra Miller. But what if somebody, we all, we all see how Ezra Miller gets down, right? I don't feel like Ezra's attractive, but somebody out there might, you Ezra might be that person to you. But we all see how terrible Ezra Miller is, right? Let me look it up on Google. All right, 
because I know that's going to be the first unit to pop up when I type in Ezra anyways, the most famous Ezra. Ezra Miller, yeah. As I stated. So, it, your person doesn't have to be Ezra Miller. It could be Ezra Sims, whoever that is. It could be anybody else, the most famous person you know, or just a famous person in general, right? And 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 ask yourself, do I think this person is attractive or not? If the answer is yes, look how they are on the inside, right? Look how they they act in general. Now, and when I mean act, I don't mean act on a big screen, but like personality wise. Now I know you may not know this person personally, so you can't you can't one hundred percent foolproof make that make uh that uh share that opinion or make a, a opinion based on your personal um experiences with this famous person but again with Ezra Miller <laughs> as an example we see how they get down we see how terrible of a person they are I mean the kidnapping the raping the beatings the all of that getting away with it all but you know we see how terrible of a person they are Somebody might deem Ezra Miller an attractive person. But does that mean because that somebody believes that Ezra Miller is attractive, that now Ezra Miller is a good person? No. Like I said, we see how does a good person beat, kidnap, rape, torture people? No, good people don't do that. Whether that person is a good-looking individual or not, good people do not do these things. Therefore, you can look like Mariah Carey, fine as hell. You can look at like Beyonce, fine as hell. You can look like uh, who do I think is ugly? You, who do I think is ugly? Sarah Sanders. You can look like <laughs> you can look like anybody, right? If you do these things, whether you're fine like Beyonce and Mariah and, and whoever, right? Or you look like a Sarah Sanders. If you're guilty of doing what Ezra Miller is, is, is guilty of doing or just horrible things in general, you're not a good person. You're not a good person. Like I said, do that exercise with any celebrity that you know, right? Now, you can do also do the exercise of, okay, someone that I don't think is ultimately attractive, you know, but they are a good person. Hell, if that if I'm that person to you, think of me. Hey, just do the exercise. It's, it's your opinion at the end of the day. I ain't sweating it, right? But if you're like, I don't think Ernest is the most attractive person, but he's a really great guy. He's a really great person. Cool. Cool, I'll take it. I'll, you know, I take all the compliments I can get. I don't take all the people I can get, but I take all the compliments I can get. <laughs> so go ahead and throw them at me. But you know, if they're honest, of course. But yeah, like just do that exercise, and you're gonna realize, hey, listen, like I'm not a bad person for saying I want to be with somebody that I personally think is not not what your homies say, not what your homegirls say, not what, what society says, what you say is attractive, right? Case in point, Little Kim. Now, people talked about Little Kim 
like forever, right? I always thought Lil' Kim was attractive before the surgery, after the surgeries, all the other stuff, right? I still think Lil' Kim is an attractive woman, by the way. Um, that has to do with just me personally <laughs> thinking that, yeah, she looks differently different as my girl, uh, what's her name, Tanira? I, I, I hope I didn't mess up her name. Uh, but she looks differently different, but I, I'm liking this differently different. I, I'm a deviant though. So who, who cares what I say? But also I think Lil' Kim's a sweet woman, right? But I mentioned her not to call her ugly. I mentioned her to say, this is a woman who people have said mean things about her physical looks and I personally was like I don't think she's bad looking you know I've seen the different looks yes do I have a favorite look yes I do but I still think she's an attractive woman it's a shame that these looks have what caused these looks to go down you know the abuses that she she she's she's gotten over uh over the years uh the botched surgeries and things, right? Um, all of that, all the insecurities and stuff. Like I can, I can still say that, and still have the mindset that I really think this is an attractive woman. Still, at the end of the day, but that's me. And I don't know if Lil Kim's single or not. If she listening to this, you know, but no, if. <laughs> Lil' Kim and I were to, you know, get get something, get something started. I won't care what family or homies or anybody would have to say. I'd be like, hey, listen, I'm with it. And that's all I care about. And yes, I care about her looks, but I don't think that she's an unattractive woman, right? Now, I'm not going to value her based on her looks, like I said, I, I I think she's an attractive woman, but I also think she's just a very sweet individual as well. If you've ever met her in real life or if you've ever just seen interviews of her and stuff, I think this woman is just a nice, sweet, beautiful woman. My opinion, my experience, that's that. Has zero to do with looks has everything to do with her personality as to why I value Little Kim the way that I do and anybody for that matter. I value you because of who you are on the inside. But that does not mean I don't care what you look like if we are going to get into a romantic relationship. Anything other than that, you can look however you want to look. Because that stuff, as far as, like I said, a friendship or business partner acquaintance, whatever thing that is outside of a romantic relationship, don't care about the looks aspect because 100% of how I value you and the relationship and how I, yeah, how I value you and our relationship, it is based on who you are on the inside, not how you look like on the outside, but who you are on the inside. But if it comes to something deeper than a friendship or a business partner, that's when looks are going to start to matter. And I'm not going to apologize for that. Because 
why wouldn't I or anybody else who not want to get with somebody that we think is physically attractive? That's number one. These are the easiest questions that you can ask yourself or ask other people. And people try to dance around this shit or make it harder than the scene. It's really that simple. Do you really want to? Why would you not want to be with someone that you think is attractive? Number one. Number two. Now, this aspect here is not something that I feel a lot of people discuss. So I'm going to discuss it here. And that would be pretty much one of my last points. The reason as to why. Other than the fact that I just like to look at the person that I'm dating and saying, wow, she's really attractive, right? Other than that, the reason as to why looks matter to me, because it shows a person how a person values themselves uh, to some extent. Now, again, if a person only cares about their looks and they're not caring about who they are on the inside, that's a red flag to me. That's a problem. But if someone clearly doesn't care about how they look in general, to me, that lack of care says that they have a lack of care of just life, anything in general. Now, there are people who are like, I really, I dress the way I dress. I don't care. This, that, and the third. People do care. Like I said, people do care just like how people objectively have a standard of what beauty is uh, to them. People have an objective stance on what they feel like is is good enough for them when it comes to looks. Them personally, as in when I say them, not them as in their personal idea of how other people look, but them as in how they feel about their looks. I seen a video the other day, this lady was like, yeah, I just, you know, I used to really care about how I look, but now I just dress this way. She had like a, a, a she was looking kind of, she was looking kind of, to my standard at least, she was looking kind of drippy, but, <laughs> but she had like some, some like flowy sweater on and I don't remember, it wasn't even the other day, this was like months, months, months ago, right? The weather was still cold uh, or consistently cold right um but um yeah it was like she she had a sweater on and she wasn't really matchy so i remember the outfit not being matchy i think the sweater was like green and the pants could have been tan or something like that but it wasn't like a super matchy outfit it wasn't i guess one an outfit one would call fashionable right it wasn't that but at the same time she was saying like you know, I really don't care what I stopped caring about what I look like. And my thing is, I don't think that's the case. I don't think she stopped caring what she looked like. She stopped caring what others had to say about what she looked like. She thought that sweater looked good. Therefore, she wore that sweater with that outfit because she thought it looked good. Not because of what everyone else was going to say about it, but because she thought it looked good. If you don't care flat out, that just means that you don't even, you, you, you just, you don't even care about yourself. So how can I, why would I or anybody want to be with somebody and think that this person is going to care for me when they don't care about themselves? There's a difference. And I think, and I, and I, uh, I applaud that lady 
for saying what she did and having the stance that she had, but I think she got it a little messed up. She does absolutely care what she looks like. She just doesn't care what other people say about what she looks like. She cares about what she likes. She liked that sweater, so she got it. She liked those pants, so she got it. She liked those shoes. She liked whatever, right? She likes the way that her hair looks, so she does it that way or keeps it that way. She don't care about what everybody else has to say about it. She cares about what she thinks. And that, to me, is far more attractive than, 100 times more attractive, if we're being real, than someone who says, I care about what society says is beautiful. If I step out the house, I want to know what these strangers or these other people, these other men, these other women, these other folks are going to say about me, right? Now, you might get compliments from other people still. The best compliments you get, the, the best feeling in the world is when you get compliments on, from people when you are someone who only cares about your, your, how, how, how you feel about your, yourself, right? Your outer opinions, right? Like if you just went out there dressed the way you dress and people still compliment you, you didn't do it for the people, you was doing it for yourself, that feels good. But the best feeling is waking up, getting dressed for you and not caring about what society has to say and doing that. There's a di big difference, like I said, between someone not caring about their looks because they don't care about themselves and saying that even though I think they need to stop saying this, but saying they don't care about their looks. But what they're really saying is, I don't care what society has to say about my looks. Looks do matter. And there are people who move with that same mentality. They just are using they're not using the right language to in my opinion the right language is yes i do care about my looks but i don't care about what society has to say about my looks i do this for me because i like looking this way not because of what anybody else and then there are those if someone who truly doesn't care about their looks again that is someone who is pretty much borderline in the territory i used to be in i don't feel attractive I don't feel like I'm worthy of 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 being called attractive, being being able to 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 state what is or isn't attractive, and therefore I'm just gonna let myself go. And to me, anybody who lets themselves go that way, y'all can get upset all you want, y'all can act like this is the worst thing anyone can say, but anyone who lets themselves go does not need to be in a relationship. Now, I don't condone cheating because if you with somebody and they let themselves go and there could be a number of reasons as to why someone just, you know, I guess fell off. Right. You know, but if you're with someone and the reason isn't a drastic one, it wasn't, you know, postpartum. It wasn't, you know, something of that. It wasn't anything other than they just got too comfortable. They got to a state of mind, because this happens as well. They got to a state of mind to where I don't really need to upkeep myself. I don't really need to take care of myself. Not for me, not for my partner, because I've been with this person and he ain't going nowhere. She ain't going nowhere. They ain't going nowhere. So I'm just going to 
that shows how much they value you and how they think of you. And I and I feel like if you notice your partner doing that, there needs to be there, a conversation needs to be had. You should be talking to them and saying, "Listen, like you, you ain't got to be dressed to the nines and this, that, and the third, and all that other stuff." But you definitely should value how you look, most importantly for yourself. And I don't think you even care about yourself right now. What's going on? Now say it, <laughs> say it in more calm, uh, 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 well, calmer tone. But even though I did say it in a calm tone, but in in, in more compassionate words, that's what I want. Say it in more compassionate words than what I just said, right? Don't repeat after me, all right? You might get slapped. You might get all that. You might hurt somebody's feelings, all right? But say it in a more, you know, nicer way. But pretty much say that. Say, listen, like, you, I just want to know what's up. Like, you, it just seems as though you stopped caring. And if there's something wrong, let's get to the root of that so you can get back to loving yourself the way that you should you know and that love will show on the outside it will show on the inside and most importantly but it will show on the outside but what happens within us also shows on the outside as well the way that we express ourselves on the outside whether people want to admit to it or not it's how we truly feel on the inside even those who go around following trends fashion trends look trends they do so because they feel as though on the inside they have to do that for whatever the reasons. I can go over a few as to why I feel like that's the case. But this topic here has gone on almost long enough. It's almost an hour. Um, but I just wanted to say, once again, just to reiterate, looks do matter. And no one, absolutely no one, should feel bad or made to feel bad for saying, hey, I care about how my potential partner looks. Now, I can't tell you if you care about looks within your friendship groups, within your business partners. You know, one can apply what I said in this topic here to other forms of relationship. If they choose to do so, I choose not to do so because I choose to, again, be personally values those types of relationships solely based on how that individual is, not by their looks. If a friend of mine, if a friend of mine, and trust me, I got some pretty dusty ass friends, but if they dusty out here, yeah, I'm going to let them know, hey, listen, like you... People making comments. People are looking, bro. Like, ah. Now, if you choose to still live this dusty lifestyle, hopefully it doesn't run off on me. But if you choose to do that, you're a cool person. We still going to vibe. We still going to hang out. But just know that people know you a dust bucket. <laughs> but nah. How I do it is, like I said, it's, it's 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 purely when it comes to those types of relationships, friendships, whatever, right? Anything outside of a relationship, a romantic relationship. Um, it's purely based on the personality of the person. Their, their, 
their actions, who they are as an individual, not on the outside. But it's different when it comes to a romantic, a possible romantic partner. I'm not going to apologize for that. I'm not going to feel bad for that. I'm not going to be made to feel bad. I know it's going to continue to happen. I know it. I know it. Whether it's someone who believes that I should have that, you know, or because of based on how they feel as though I look or somebody who got turned down, I know it's going to continue to happen. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I'm just going to hit them with the same responses I gave to the last 500 folks that tried to make me feel bad for simply not giving them what they want. I'm just one man. You came on to me. You wanted this, so why would you want to get with an ugly dude if you felt that way? Or, you know what? Just get out of my face. Because <laughs> it's like, you you already showed how immature you are. So I don't even want a friendship with you. Get out of here. Buzz off. Peace. You know, all that stuff, right? So, that's that. And that will be the end of this episode. Appreciate you for listening. If you listen to the full thing, if you listen to one topic, still appreciate you for listening. Please share this episode. Subscribe if you're not subscribed to the podcast. And wherever you're listening to this podcast, wherever, if you can rate it, wherever you're listening to it, please rate the podcast. That'll be greatly appreciative. Check out the links in the description box below as well. And that is that. Until next time, until next episode, stay black if you are black. Stay beautiful. Black lives matter. LGBTQIA plus lives matter. Black trans women matter. Black trans men matter. Black women matter. Black men matter. Black children matter. And I'm out. Peace. So what's up, y'all? So many of y'all already know that I have a lot more interest in politics and life and speaking with fellow writers and authors and just other people in other fields that I think are amazing. I have a love and interest for music as well. Now, I don't necessarily create music. Well, I do make beats. Y'all should check them out whenever I share them on social media. Follow me on Twitter, Facebook, all that. But I'm talking about... uh, and dedicated podcast where I speak about music. So if you like my honest discussions about whatever I talk about here, you're going to love the honest discussions I have about music over at the My Two Cents podcast. That is a podcast I do, a weekly podcast. I've been doing it just as long as this podcast that you're listening to right now. The My Two Cents podcast can be found anywhere you're listening to this podcast Go over, subscribe to My Two Cents Podcast. That is the word my two cents is spelled numerically dollar sign zero dot zero two podcast. Right after that, you'll be able to find it everywhere you're listening to this podcast. Once again, go over, subscribe to the My Two Cents Podcast. New episodes every Monday, just like this podcast. Now let's get back to the show. 